0: You can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The feed hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. just here walking around
1: we're gonna go set a tree stand don't worry my dad's weird he never shot a huge buck before I just shot a freaking <sighs> big buck get that one. Oh, you hit him go get that one Henry right here Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. This uh, is going to be another The Last Seven Days, uh, week two. Um, uh, I'm ripping on this solo because this got a little hectic in the middle of the week. And not necessarily in a good way, once again, for me. But uh, yeah, I did the last week with Drew. We both kind of talked about how we were uh, looking forward to the, I think, Tuesday, which was the next day. So just kind of wanted to go through and do these and give an update so the past this is actually on saturday middle of the day saturday got michigan footballs on watching that my phone while doing this but i kind of want to do this just to kind of you know give updates on how the hunt hunting was going for you know me and maybe a couple buddies but going into this weekend i knew it was going to be a little hard to recap with someone i know because me and my wife actually are going uh north doing a little trip we got a hotel for the night and have a thing to go to on uh tonight saturday night and then tomorrow we're gonna drive around and usually once a fall we like to go look at colors and maybe do a little hiking and do that kind of thing so we thank goodness she's very uh tolerant and being a hunter herself she understands that we try to pick bad weather days to do this and our anniversary is you know the 21st of october so we always try to do something around that a couple weekends here in october but uh so yeah that's this weekend we're gonna do that so i kind of knew i was gonna have limited time and then I had a podcast scheduled for Wednesday night, which I had to put off because of what happened Tuesday night. So I've only hunted Tuesday night this past six days, or let's say, yeah, six days probably. Um, and that was a day that I was, you know, looking at the weather and looking at certain things. I think I talked about a little bit last week how that hit a couple of things that I was really, you know, really happy with and cr- checked a couple of the boxes. So I ended up hunting the same um, food plot that I missed Mr. Krabs in. And uh, my plan was to, you know, I was going to work that day, but I was going to leave early and just get it and set up early in that same tree, same everything. I ended up taking a tree stand this time opposed to my platform because I ended up not really liking the way my platform hooked on this tree. Just the way the tree was leaning and everything is just really a difficult, difficult thing to a difficult tree to kind of hunt out of i ended up just standing on my platform like a tree stand so i was like well there's no point in using a saddle platform and i got this lightweight hang on i'll just take with me so yeah I kind of go through like why tuesday was a day that i was kind of looking forward to because it was just kind of a nasty day um we had a front kind of push through it was you know windy and rainy spin kind of um and we had a west wind like a dew west wind so like west We've had some, like, southwest and some, you know, south winds. We haven't really had a strong west wind yet going into this this season. So that was a spot I really like on west winds anyways just from years past and, like, hunting it. So I was pretty confident. So as the days going on, you know, I was still able to work. It never really rained that much, but there's definitely, like, a little system pushing through. So plan was to get out there early and get set up kind of in that rain and stuff and then... You know, hopefully just looking at the radar and, and seeing how it was going to work, I was like, man, this might actually stop, like, right when, you know, it would be good, like, last hour and a half of, you know, light, shooting light. So as I was, uh, you know, sitting sitting there and get all set up perfect, I, you know, have one spot I'm ready for, these deer to come through, and I knew if they were either going to backdoor me or if they were going to come out, like they usually came with a food plot, I was going to be good. So, backdoor I me mean, just like with the west wind, the way it was blowing, it was essentially the wind was going from the food plot to me with the deer coming from the south. So, I'm facing, you know, due west and then to my left is the south. That's usually where they'd come from my left and work their way into the plot. Or they could swing around and do like try to backdoor the plot and get that wind in their face through the whole, you know, the whole plot alone to them. And then I would be able to, I'd be sitting right there and I could get a good shot. <clears throat> so,. It was pretty slow, um, deer didn't really start moving until probably like 620, 615, somewhere in there. And of course, seen a bunch of does and that kind of thing. And they were all coming out of this cover and then going straight to my other food plot, which is like 250 yards away, which made sense because the wind was blowing from that plot right to them. So they felt really safe. <clears throat> well, I, <laughs> I hate going back through this, but i'm you know doing this kind of a thing i'm missing that deer earlier this year i you know five days later i'm back in this plot so you know in my head i've been i've still been shooting my bow making sure everything's good you know telling myself hey make sure you aim low make sure you know the camera is on the deer before you pull the bow back because i'm really still trying to sell film so i have all these things going through my head and it's getting close to being dark you know i'm changing the settings on the camera make sure i got good light and you know does are just piling out of the cover and it's like this is such a great night and I'm kind of getting spit on just a little bit of rain but then it just kind of stops which is great and right as that rain stops it's probably you know 45 minutes 40 minutes before you know shooting lights over and uh <laughs> sure enough out of the cover right where I was looking I mean I'm staring there I see tines moving through and I'm like ooh, what deer is that and then it'd be an eight point that I saw in the first opening night from a distance when I was hunting with Ashley and Henry. So I saw him, and I was like, okay, that's a nice deer. Like, I know him. Not, you know, not shooting him, but I picked my bow up anyways. And he kind of works through, hits a little scrape, and behind him is Jake. And Jake is the buck that was with Mr. Krabs when I missed him. He's also a 4-year-old. He's got a little bit more character, a little more mass. He's kind of got some stuff kind of going on, just a completely opposite deer of Mr. Krabs. He's still really big, really wide, not quite as tall at tines, but he's got a lot more mass. So, but they're kind of looping a little different than they did. Like the when Mr. Krabs came out, they went right in the middle of the food plot, you know, 30 yards away and just eating in that food plot right away. So that was a little different wind, so they were a little more comfortable, I'm assuming. So this west wind, they, they kind of loop the edge of the food plot and they step out on the very edge of it, which is like 45 yards away when they kind of bust through the cover and the tall grass and stuff. I don't know if it's really grass, it's more like weeds and all that stuff, but I, uh, I, you know, got the camera rolling, so which is really nice because I had that going and, uh, just to get that kind of, out of the way. And the eight year old, or sorry, the eight point, he, he walks in and he goes right to the edge of the plot and starts eating in the plot, which was great. But the other deer, Jake, he kind of stuck out and was just kind of eating in the, I don't know if it's like, wheat that regrew or whatever kind of you know cover crop from years past kind of pop back up maybe some rye so he's just eating in there and he's at like 45 yards and they don't have a care in the world the wind is whipping i mean it's you know 10 to 15 mile an hour winds i'm cold like i've been just getting pounded since four o'clock so or you know i've been there for three hours almost and uh i'm staying up ready to go and um, you know, a lot of things are going through your brain, you know, like, okay, 45 yards is a far shot, but there's a good opportunity that they're going to kind of work their way into the, into the plot still. So I'm just being patient and, you know, the minutes are ticking by going, there's deer still coming out of the corn, you know, off to, you know, a few hundred yards away, the deer just moving, you know, perfect night. So I don't know exactly what happened, but I think I either... I might have made like a little bit of noise, like just readjusting myself. I think I might have, you know, dinged something or I don't really know if I did or I just moved a little bit. But that one buck kind of looked over and was like, oh, what was that? And it was like a minimal noise. And like I said, it was really windy. I don't even know if I made the noise, but I think it just something. Oh, there was a raccoon. There was a raccoon that was in the woods by me. That's what it was. And that thing was kind of, you know, I think he walked up to the base of my tree and he didn't like either looked up at me or smell me. So he kind of ran off. So then, them both of them, you're kind of like, oh, what was going on over there? But they didn't pay much mind. So I was like, okay. But that kept them from committing to the food plot. So they started walking away. Which, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very confident shooting my bow. At, you know, far ranges in the backyard and shooting foam and doing all those things. You know, those far, you know, sixty to eighty yard shots. Doing those pretty religiously. You know, every time I try to shoot my bow, I try, to, you know, get one long shot in. So. As they started walking away, one of the things that went through my head was I had walked, I did like a big loop in the middle of this field. And then I kind of cut across my plot on an angle because with the west wind, I was afraid that the woods I was sitting in, that there would be, you know, just does or whatever hanging out in there and then coming out and eating acorns. Because there was a bunch of acorns that had fallen from all the wind and they were right on the one edge of my food plot. So... I kind of wanted to do a big loop out there and walk across an angle so if anything came out of the woods I would you know at least have some time before they busted me by smelling my trail walking in which you know one of those things where it's like it could work it could not work sometimes deer you know care about your you know your trail that you walk in on sometimes they don't but I was just like you know I'm gonna make that big loop well these deer were heading right towards where I walked in the field and in my head I was like okay from what i've known none of these bigger deer have smelled where i've been in and out because last time i hunted it i got picked up by my wife in the truck i'd walked in once and we've had a lot of rain so the last thing i wanted was you know that to uh that to happen so that went through my brain but like i said this deer was from the time i saw the deer the time i ended up did taking a shot was eight minutes so i had a lot of time to think about this so they kind of start doing that they kind of you know i'm like okay he's not committing to the plot and the other buck was in there but he wasn't so I was like, okay, if he clears this little bit of grassy stuff and sits there, browsing, starts eating, that's when maybe when I'm gonna pull my bow back. So I made the, you know, at that point in time I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot this deer. <clears throat> and I'm, you know, I'm standing good. I mean bow's been in my hand this whole time and I'm feeling really confident with the shot. So he does it, commits, and puts his head down and starts eating. That's when I pull my bow back and everything's good. Like I hit my anchor good. String on my nose was good. I have a single pin. So I mean I was right at the yardage. And I remember set my pin foul his leg. And I was like, okay, I'm you know, right there's his front leg. And I uh you know, alright, don't want to shoot in the shoulder, so I slide it over just a little bit. Bubbles good in my sight. And I have that you know I have a thumb release and I just just broke it. And it felt great. Except when my arrow hit my apex, I could tell it was just wagging, like, left and right. And that Luminoc was just, your nocturnal was just going left and right. And I saw my arrow go, and it's way left. Like, I knew it was way left. Like, I'm talking, you know, 12 inches left. And he didn't really react. Like, he reacted, but I didn't really notice him react until after the arrow hit him. And I heard it hit him, and I watched luminock go, you know, through him or disappear, and then reappeared behind him and he kind of took off, you know, nothing, nothing hard, nothing crazy, but just kind of like turned fast at a cold bounds and I can only hear him for like 30 yards. So, which, you know, this is crazy. I've sat this spot two times. I've only hunted seriously two times. I mean, I've hunted out of gun blinds. I've went to like a state land spot. You know, I got a little presets close to the house. I just quick sneak in the last, you know, hour of dark just to sit and to hunt to kind of scout hunting so i mean i've put in together two serious hunts with a plan you know plan of attack and strategy and all this stuff and i've had two opportunities at two four and a half year old bucks in michigan which is just crazy and i had the, this one deer was in the field when i shot the other one so like this kind of stuff has never happened to me so i don't know what to think you know i there's i have a gopro footage you know that was rolling too and like, I haven't looked back and watched that, but I know that. I remember looking at that and saying, okay, I just shot at Jake. I hit him, but I my arrow was not flying good. Like, I just knew my arrow wasn't flying good. So, you know, I, there's adrenaline dumps, all this kind of stuff. You know, you're excited, but, like, shot a lot of deer in my bow, and, you, you know, you, you I think your gut usually is pretty close to being right, and you can convince yourself, you know, things. But I knew that arrow was flying wrong, and I was like, what is going on? Because I've been shooting broadhead on my arrow for, you know, two months almost, you know, almost every time I shoot my bow, I'm shooting a broadhead and, um, the last, you know, before season, middle of summer, I'm not doing that, but I mean, I shoot my, my group arrows and there's a broadhead on one of those arrows. So I was like really confused of what happened. You know, there's no branches in my way, nothing like that. I'm like, man, I don't know what, what that was, but it just seemed wrong. So Call my buddy Tony, which we were going to do a podcast, but hasn't worked yet. But he's got uh, a tracking dog, and he's been doing that for quite a few years. So really good stuff. But he, you know, I explained it to him what's going on. And this is why I'm still in the tree, I call him, because I was like, I don't know what to do. I know I hit him back. Like, my gut reaction was cut the deer in half, you know, strap it down and horizontal, and that's where the arrow hit. You know, not in the ribs, but like right at the last rib is what I thought. And uh, I thought it was maybe a little high. It was not low. So he's like, don't even go look at arrow. Just sneak out of there. And he's like, you got the camera rolling, right? I was like, yep, I did. So I went home and looked at the footage. And uh, yeah, it's not what you want to see ever. Like watching this footage, you know, over and over and over again, I could tell that the arrow was not, to me, I mean, I'm not as experienced as most people like watching arrows and flight, like nocturnals with a camera, but you could just tell it wasn't, tracking right and you know he ducks a little bit and it goes in somewhere by his back and his like back leg like in front of his back leg but really close and i was like man what what is that like where did that hit him and then you know you can hear the arrow hit him in the video and then as he finishes his duck after the arrow hits him you see the arrow just do something funky it just goes hard right and like you can see the knock so like where the arrow hits him almost by his back leg and high that frame the knock disappears the next frame you see the knock behind his shoulders and then the next frame it's going past his head so it's like it like cameras to the left the arrows tracking left hits him and then diverts right like right, right away And makes you know you can hear it hit him so after you know two hours go by and talking to tony and talking to you know everyone i know all the buddies and Stuff, it's like, okay, I need to go look at the arrow because either I hit something substantial, possibly like an artery or something high up, or I don't know what happened. If I glance it off his back, maybe there'll be hair and like all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, waited and I drove my truck right to where the arrow was. It was thankfully in the field, you can do that. And sure enough, I get up to my arrow, and it's, it's, I should, if I had my range finder, I would ranged it, but my arrow was probably. 10 to 12 yards past where the deer was standing after i shot him and i'm i'm elevated he was down and somehow that arrow was that far past him and it was buried in the dirt like eight inches like good it looked like it just stuck straight in the dirt and it was stuck in like an angle so I'm like okay he totally he totally deflected for sure the camera's not lying there and then you know he pulled the arrow on granted it would have been raining all day and it went through some wet grass but there was nothing on my arrow like just the littlest bit of something like middle of the arrow so I like if I had like walked up on the arrow and not heard it hit him or had the video that it hit him I'm like yeah I missed that deer like it looked like it just nothing on the fletchings absolutely nothing so that's when and I looked now like 20 yard like from where he ran off to where he hit to like you know 20 yards into the cover I looked and there was nothing no hair no blood absolutely nothing so You know, my, you know, Tony, he's just like, you know, he tracks a lot of deer and stuff. He's like, you just need to wait. He's like, maybe you hit it in the guts, you know, maybe you hit it somewhere high admin. He's like, you need to just like, we'll go to work tomorrow. He's like, as soon as work's done, we'll go there and start tracking, see what we can find. So I go home and, you know, as a bow hunter, you're just, I'm just like, I'm having like just the craziest five days, you know, go from missing one to shooting another one and not having to go. Like, I've never had this happen. Like, Like this two big deer like this giving me two opportunities. Yes, I've, you know, I've shot at deer when I was younger, you know, miss or, you know, wounded them. And back then I feel like a lot of that was just like tracking too soon or, you know, I think some of those deer had died, but I just would push the deer, not wait or, you know, give up on a track because you don't have any blood when maybe a blood tracking dog could find the deer. Like those kind of things like, you know, have happened to me or, you know, I've tracked track the deer and, you know, jump the deer up because of a high shoulder shot and then see it, watch it run away and look back at you. The binos, and it's like that thing has just the littlest red spot on its shoulder. And then that deer ends up getting shot, you know, and in gun season or later that year. So I've had those kind of things happen. So, but I don't ever remember hitting a deer like this far back. Like it confirmed, I was like, man, that was not a good shot. Like I did not hit him in the rib cage or anything like that. So it was really like an odd experience for me and I just didn't really know how to handle it. And, you know, just feel like an epic fail, you know, because I already did that once and just really, it's like, man, I shot on too far. You know, 45 yards is a far shot. Um, You know, I felt like I aimed low. I did all those things and, like, you put all the time and effort in practice and it's like, man, something just happened. Maybe, I, you know, the arrow flew funny. Maybe I just had a terrible form. I torqued my bow, something like that, you know, just kind of going through and just you know, trying to critique myself and get better. But anyways, you know, go going into the next day, I was still kind of opportunistic that maybe, you know, when the arrow entered, it deflected really hard. And, um, you know, went in there and got something. So go to work the next day, you know, take care of business, do all those things. And it, it still rained, like, all night. So, like, you know, I was pretty, you know, skeptical that we'd find much blood, if any at all, because of the rain. But I was very confident in the tracking dog because this dog has been a lot of tracks for the past, you know, f- three or four years. And um, has found, you know, gut shot deer and found deer with no blood, you know, after a long time. They've been, you know, been some really good tracks. So I feel like just the right thing to do is just stay out of there, you know, not, you know, not go, you know, blowing the place up until we have a dog. So 24 hours, not 24 hours, so it'd be like 21, 22 hours later, um, showed up my buddy and his tracking dog, Tony. And, um, you know, we just, had a really good plan attack because where the deer ran and like where these deer come from you know they're not i'm not hunting like wide vast areas of timber or cover like these are pockets and um you know there's there's 450 yards one way and probably 450 yards the other way kind of and just do that as like a big from you know from impact do a big circle and your you know your radius let's say if it's a half circle is you know 450 yards you know, all around. So I was like, we got the winds going one way. We can, you know, push in. And then after we if we don't find any luck, you know, I know where the bedding areas are. We can hit those bedding areas strategically with the wind. Like, I felt like we had a really good plan of attack. So we go through and start doing that. And there is nothing. I mean, still in the daylight, no hair, nothing from impact. And the dog, he you know, he's, it's really nice because now you don't have to have dogs on a leash. They can kind of, you know, work, you know, through with a car or the collar so they can kind of do like their little patrols, you know, small circles and stuff like that. But, um, he's just working hard, you know, and I've seen this dog work before and he never just showed much interest the first few paths we took, you know? So then it was like, okay, let's start, you know, and Tony was like, he's really good at coming back to impact and keep working his dog different ways and going and going and going and there's just nothing. So, but we didn't give up, you know, we just kept, you know, kept checking off the box and going to these spots and going through the cover and checking the deer trails and, you know, finding every bed we found, which I mean, I probably checked 15 beds probably and no blood in any of them. You know, had the dog going to all the entry and exit trails, um, going through and seeing what there was and there's just nothing, never got on anything. So. You know that it was super discouraging i think we looked for you know 450 yards at 450 yards is not a huge area but we covered all of it you know me tony and then henry was looking too and that dude's a good blood tracker like he finds stuff and he was you know going through areas and checking the bay areas too with us you know we were all spread out and he's been in these places before so he was pretty comfortable with it but we're just nothing this isn't just nothing showed up so wrap this all around um you know we looked for two and a half you know two and a half hours maybe three hours with a dog just doing loops and checking and checking and checking and just nothing just absolutely nothing no blood so i don't you know as a hunter it's like what you know what is going on with that and um it was really discouraging and kind of you know just a gut check reality check it's like man i just i failed you know and every bigger bigger buck I've shot at since like 2017 has died. Like comes in, I shoot it, you know, it's just like like clockwork. Just do your, you know, check off your list, compose, do all the things right, and you kill the deer and you know, this 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 to this 5-day period, you know, from October 5th to October 10th just was like I've the roller coaster I've you know like I've never been on before. And uh so but I I didn't want to like I hate, I don't like to blame, you know, equipment or anything like that, but that arrow flight just still was stuck in my head. So I, you know, sent some video footage of Brand Travis, which he's been, you know, he's been watching self-filming and editing hunts for a long time. And I just sent it to him and said, Hey, I feel like his arrow was just flying funny. And, you know, he, he watched it and he's like, yeah, that arrow definitely was, you know, didn't look right. Something just looks a little off. And he, you know, we, you know, everyone's asking, did you hit a branch? Did you, you know? Something with your bow funny. And I was like, man, everything felt great. Just that knock. And you know, we had it was windy conditions, but still it was just more than I was, you know, used to seeing. But um I uh had that in my brain. So I was like, you know what, before I do anything, I'm busting out paper and I'm gonna shoot this bow through paper. I'm gonna paper tune it. Which rookie mistake. I got this new bow this year, and with my older arrows, um, from the bow before, I that's how I tuned the bow was for that those arrows and I mean it shot those arrows great they're a lot heavier arrow um you know big fletchings that I put on myself you know bigger fletching but I just in my head I wanted to have two options I just thought this whole year I was like man it'd be so nice to have you know a really heavy arrow and then maybe more like a medium weight arrow so like I'm talking like 630 630 grains to like 530 you know 520 somewhere in there so I got a completely different type of arrow um, they were doing a sale kind of a thing and I was like, you know, that's just a really good deal like a great arrow um, That size arrow should work for me and both my my brother my brother-in-law like it's a very, you know generic kind of arrow that will work for People with, you know, you know a range of bows So I was like I always like to help buddies out and stuff like that It's like hey man, I got arrows like it's a hobby of mine Like I always have stuff like let's throw them on and see if they work so I, you know was shooting my bow with those my old arrows and shooting great and I got these new ones and I was like, all right, you know let's see how they group and they group just awesome like great like sweet this is this is perfect put the different sight tape on and just shooting you know shooting foam great just bam bam, bam all summer shooting I was like, man I like some of the best groups I've shot in the last few years like just consistent like the arrows are just traveling great throw a broadhead on there and just money still like at those yardages like i'm just shooting good i'm like this is great like i'm good like i don't i don't need to do anything else like this thing's shooting awesome well when i saw that aeroflight with the nocturnal on there i knew something was wrong so my brother which we kind of dealt with this with him when he was shooting his broadheads he was having this is you know two three years ago when he got into it we were broadhead tuning his bow and we kind of were having a heck of a time getting it dialed with a certain type of broadhead and there was a multitude of things that were kind of going on with him, you know, being a new hunter, just making sure he was the right draw length and not overdrawn and like these things. But one of the things we noticed that like at 20 yards brought great and at, you know, 40 yards broadheads were a little bad, but not super bad. But then at 30, they were like really bad. So it was like, by the time the arrow got to 40 yards, the fletchings kind of corrected it enough that it still was hitting where he was aiming. And I noticed that from watching him shoot. And his like, because his, his groups are just so bad at 40, and he had no he had no plan to shooting a deer at you know 40, but we just like to practice farther ranges and do that kind of thing. So what we found out was was you know a little bit of adjustment to get them to fly better. So my brother at work, because we get to work with each other, he was like, dude, maybe when you're shooting those you know 50, because I mean I was shooting broadheads at 35, 37 yards, um, 50, 60. 75 like those are kind of some of the ranges i'll shoot 20 um he's like maybe you're just your fletchings aren't correcting it in time at that range or maybe you're just it's hiding that and you just can't see it as much because you're shooting you know during the day and like and then when i would shoot low light which i've talked about like i like to shoot in the mornings before work or you know after work after henry goes to bed you know get a couple arrows in at the last second and uh you know that kind of a thing it's like he's like maybe that's what's going on it's like you know what you're right I'm going to shoot this thing through paper and see. But before I shot through paper, I was like, you know, I'm going to wait and I'm going to shoot with a nocturnal at home. So I threw a nocturnal on my practice arrow with a broadhead that I've been shooting all fall. And 52 yards I shot, and sure enough, I can see that arrow just wagging left and right, bad. And I was like, what in the world was that, you know? So I'm like, yep, shooting through paper. And I shot in just a terrible tear, like really bad with field points. And I was like, okay, that's not good. Um, through broad head through the broadhead through there, shot that wick worst hair. I'm like, what? I'm like now I'm just like, man, is my grip messed up? Like, what is it? What am I doing am I doing? I'm just thinking I'm doing something wrong. And uh I shot, you know, a handful of times and it's like, no, man, like that was a perfect shot, and just off. And uh I sure enough I had to move my rest like almost an eighth of an inch. You know, I've done like the 30 seconds and 16th moves before, but this was like almost an eighth and I was like there's no way like it's that far off. So then I end up, you know, going a little extra an eighth and the sure of my tear showed up the other way. So I'm like okay and I moved it back to that sweet spot and I, you know, shot and I was like this is good and um I uh through the broadhead shot through and then that night I had busted lights out and I shot 45 yards and I was like okay I'm good like arrows hit where I want it to be. And, uh, we're good, but that wasn't enough for me. So the next morning, uh, I shot again and I'm like, just hyper-focused now, like watching my arrow flight. And I'm like, sh- grouping my broadheads, and I'm like, okay, shooting pretty good. Like this is, this is good. Like I I'm shooting just as good as I was before after moving my, I had to move my rest, which then turned had to recite my bow in. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm really happy with, uh, with the group i'm shooting like this is right back where we need to be i was like the aero flight must have just not been quite right and then maybe because my bow was on that you know that edge of you know being good if i you know did torque the bow a little too much in the heat of the moment it just made it that much more worse so but i you know i still didn't go hunting and i was like i'm not hunting anymore like i gotta get this you know i gotta be super confident before i go well let's fast forward to today saturday and um and actually yet yeah, last night is actually what started. I shot my bow a few times last night, Friday, instead of hunting, I shot my bow some more and we had granted it's been raining a lot too. So it's not something I was like a high, you know, maybe if it was like ideal conditions, I would have just went hunting and be like, I'm only shooting 20 yards. Like one of those, those things. But I was like, you know, it's been raining nonstop. I need to see what's going on. And we had, I had wind like 10, 15 mile an hour wind. I'm like, this is like the same conditions as before pull back, shoot, and i shot like really bad like and i was like okay i just i gotta calm myself down like I, that was in my head Grab walk down there grab the arrow come back shoot again really bad third time shoot bad like that wind was affecting the arrow so much more with the broadheads. so i was like okay maybe something's just going on throw you know field points on there cut through the wind no problem just shoom shoom and i'm So I was like, okay, maybe it's just this broadhead. Like maybe I just can't Maybe something with this. This doesn't make any sense. I've never experienced this. Once my bow is tuned and shooting good through paper, like I've never had this bad of a, you know, thing with my arrows in the past. So to bring that full circle, I, uh, I think what's going on is that either with my fletching size or something with my bow, it, for some reason shoots just awesome with field points. And For some reason, when I screw a fixed blade, and I've tried multiple fixed blades, like I have quite a few, I've shot them all, and it is inconsistent. I'll just say that. Uh, If I have calm conditions and I shoot, great flight. Like I can't pick anything up, it seems right, But but it's not every time. So to me, that means that I'm right on the edge, not working. So then my confidence is just gone, like with that and that arrow like to the point where today if I didn't have to leave I was ready to go back and switch my arrow setup and go back to my heavier, you know, Lincoln logs and shoot them things and you know go through the whole thing but I just didn't have time. And it just doesn't make sense to me cuz I mean you know, I shoot it through paper and it's it's shooting through paper great but just at distance and with any sort of wind and like it's been it was been windy the last three times I've shot and they're just not grouping consistently. But my field points are so to me that just says something about that blade, that way the broadheads are with that is just wrong. So that means that you know, and I have mechanical broadheads that I've shot through this bow. I shot don't early season with one, and you know that was a close range shot, but very happy with the results of that. And it comes with like a practice point. So like I've last yeah last night and today I shot quite a bit with that practice head with my field points, and I mean I'm laying them right in there, perfect. Not seeing anything weird in the flight, not seeing that. So I think overall what happened was I did not execute a perfect shot at Jake when I shot at him. And be either through torquing my bow or, you know, whatever. I might have I maybe I didn't follow through right. That just created the bad arrow flight and I just messed up. I didn't make as good of a shot as I should have. That's apparent. I'm not blaming equipment. However, after doing what I've done, my confidence is not the greatest with fixed heads on my arrow setup currently. So I'm shooting the same arrow, but I'm going to use a mechanical, which comes with a whole nother thing. And, you know, the debate, and I've never been too like, you know, hard set, you have to shoot this, you have to shoot that. I think it is all about arrow flight. Like that's always that from everything I've ever taken away from like the range fairies of the world or, you know, bow shop guys and all that kind of stuff and tune bows and all those things you need to have good arrow flight and I am on the line of not having good arrow flight must be for some unbeknownst reason I don't know why I'm flirting with that when I throw a fixed blade on there it shows itself so I don't know how much time I'm gonna have before I go hunting again but I'm gonna do it this way and then if I do find myself with a chunk of time I may end up switching back to my other arrows and just you know going through the same process again but just want to encourage anyone that's listening to this saga of me do your due diligence and shoot through paper and do those kind of things. I mean, for all I know, maybe my strings, like I don't think my strings have stretched. I mean, I shoot my bow a lot, but something's different and it just could have always been there, maybe. I don't know, but you know, I there's a couple things I messed up on. I should have reshot those arrows through paper, made sure it was where it needed to be. That's step one. Step two, maybe I just need to have that gut check on myself and you know. Maybe 45 yards is too far for me to shoot, you know, maybe, I mean, just because I've done it in the past, just because, you know, you shoot coyotes at far range, you shoot other things and you, you know, you kill foam consistently out there to 80 yards. Maybe shooting at a, uh, you know, a mature deer in a food plot at far range is just not something that I need to do right now. So that's all those things are going through my head and that I can fix, but I don't want to get too down on myself because I did put myself in position twice two hunts to shoot two four and a half year old deer, which is a, a huge goal of mine and something I've worked very hard at. I mean, I haven't, this year is the first year since 2020 that I've picked my bow up in Michigan to shoot at a buck. Like, cause just not having those deer to hunt, you know, I'm not, I wasn't going to settle for shooting a three-year-old, you know, or doing those kind of things because I'm just, you know, hit my goals. So, you know, 21, 22, the opportunity that present itself for me to shoot a four and a half year old deer, and I passed you know some great three year olds to get to this position that I'm in now. And you know, 2023, you have those two of those bucks they have history with and have hunted and have set a game plan for and did all this work for, and they come out, and I just completely screwed up. So it's a gut check, it's somewhere that I can you know really you know bear down and see. And it's adversity, and you know, adversity doesn't hurt. Ever it keeps you humble. It keeps me hungry too. It keeps me like okay, I can work on this. I have to be better. So that's my that's my plan of attack for that. And when I'm gonna stick to the plans, like I still have this plan through the year. You know, like I talked about, like I had a really good feeling for the first 10 days of October this year, and that was right. Like that, that gut feeling, way the weather was shaping up. You know, looking at the forecast of weather, it was all there. We need to be so. I'm just going to stick to that plan of just constantly looking at the weather, using my historical data and attacking these, these properties, you know, being mobile and, you know, setting up and carrying the stand or, you know, carrying your sticks and stuff on your back and just making, you know, calculated decisions. And, and now to swing into like what's going on this weekend, you know, I'm not hunting today, Saturday, but I'm, you know, really hoping to get out Sunday night because there's a few of those things that are kind of, you know, checking the list for me, you know, it's been raining nonstop. Um, for a couple of days, and once that pushes through today, I think tomorrow could be a really good night for someone to get out there and you know see some really good deer movement. So it's not quite to the pre rut time, but you know, I've had bucks in the past are hitting scrapes right now, and um. You know, looking through my history of truck camp picks some of the bucks that i've seen in the summer they finally come back and check some stuff out so i think that's in the game for you know kind of deep in the diving deep into cover and finding you know those hidden scrapes that you think could be good and i think they'll still be hitting some food source stuff you know if you've kept the pressure low in some spots you can maybe slide in and take advantage of this rain being done and have a really good hunt so that's my plan moving forward uh, hopefully sunday night uh, I'll have another opportunity or at least have a good hunt and with no heartbreak. I, uh, I could really, I really would like to just go sit out there, hunt, have a great hunt and maybe not have any heartbreak at the end of it. But, uh, that's the adversity that you face as a bow hunter. And, you know, you just got to kind of, you know, figure out a way how you can get through it. And I'm going to, you know, I've been, I'm a killing foam man. I've been shooting my bow a lot these few days, just getting through, getting the right mindset and just, you know, put myself in that position. And just executing good shots and you know the confidence is coming back so yeah thanks you guys i really appreciate you guys listening you know tuning in every week and giving me you know the opportunity to do this this is something that like i said i didn't know was going to happen until you know it just kind of fell in my lap and i've really embraced it and really enjoy it and i hope to uh help anyone out there that is listening to this that they can learn maybe one little thing and just you know take advantage of all the great things michigan has to offer and the outdoors um it's a really good spot to you know or the states are really good to get out there and do a lot of cool things. And uh, sorry, I don't have a you know another guest this week for that. The, I end up canceling on him because I was out tracking my buck. You know, we had a plan to do a podcast on a Wednesday night and just had to push that off because you know just going through there and you know, you know tracking that deer that I just did not execute the right shot with. So shout out to him. Hopefully he's cool with it and we can hopefully get on the get on the schedule next week and you know bring you guys some great great guests and just keep going after it keep going hard but uh yeah good luck to everyone else who's out there you know chasing their dream and doing these things and hunting um it's a blessing that we get to do that and uh yeah just make sure you guys do little things i mean i screwed up by you know having a platform that needed to be waxed which i waxed that platform did that thing squeaks gone so another thing that i should have done in the off season that i've never had experience you know learning constantly learning new things but checking your equipment don't take your bow for granted. That's always going to be in tune that you can just, you know, Oh, it's good. All arrows will work. You know, I know better than that. I should have shot that. So that's a good learning experience. And, um, yeah, just, but don't, you know, ride that don't get too low. Don't get too high kind of a thing and stay consistent, do that. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then Henry, he's been like, I think he can tell because the weather's getting cooler and we got this rain and it's like fall is And he's like, dad, how many more days until gun season? Because he's he's itching. I think he's gonna try to shoot his first deer with a gun. He's been threatening it kind of. So he's kinda asking. I was like, Yeah, hey, we got a month yet, buddy. He's like, Oh, nice. Like, cause that's just a good time for the family. I mean, I look forward to that every year, seeing the family sitting, you know, sitting in blind with my wife and my son and you know, my brother, or grandpa or whatever, the opportunity may rise and just hanging out and just having great conversations and just doing making those good memories. And uh I you just can't wait. So there's a lot of good things to come. Uh, we have a few more weeks of October left. It's just going to keep getting better for the hunters. Get out there. Bow camp's coming up in Illinois. Looking forward to those episodes of the boys. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Get outside. Enjoy creation, everyone.